<sighs> okay. I don't know if you noticed, but I did style this today. <laughs> yes, you look like you're ready for. I put on a, level. a mock neck. <laughs> Are you mocking my neck? Don't mock my <laughs> you neck. Should, you should really cover up. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, man. That hurts. Welcome to the Footy Museum and the Footy Museum Podcast. I am Justin Witte, co-director of this here Footy Museum, and I am joined by fellow co-director who, by powers of our board of trustees, has equal voting rights as I do. Too bad we're always in a deadlock. Oh, geez, that's when nothing ever gets done. It's Maria Van Dyke and Lee. Hi, Maria. How are you? I'm good, Justin. How are you? I'm excited because we're going to talk about brightly colored t-shirts with advertisements on them. My favorite kind of t-shirt. Oh, it's going to be so fun. That's right. We are reviewing all of the MLS kits that came out this week and are slowly appearing on your Apple TV screens. I like that. Exciting. Every kit has a story. Every kit. That was big this year. Yeah. Every, Every kit, kit has, a has a story and some of them mm-hmm. weren't good stories. <laughs> a laugh almost <laughs> broke my neck. <laughs> I love that. Every, if, only every you had, if only you had the gentle support of the mock neck. <laughs> every kid has a story, and some of those stories were, t- were, were terrible. written by AI. Some of them were. That was the Adidas theme this year. It did seem to try to personalize mm. and get at the histories of the clubs. We'll jump into it. And, and yeah. the way I structured this, because it was my turn to put the slides together, <laughs> I kind of... <laughs> Because there's so many. It's your turn. <laughs> even though even though MLS only wants to send eight teams to the US Open Cup, it turns out they almost have 30 teams. That's hey, a lot of kids. That's a lot of teams. So I, yeah. I kind of organized what I thought was first the blah. Okay, good. Like, this is fine. Mm-hmm. These are fine. Um, and then to the um, the good. Okay. And then some kind of asterisks within the good. Uh-huh. Um, then um, the not so good, the otherwise okay. known as the bad, yeah. and then the worst. We would never accuse a kid of being bad on this podcast. No. We're nothing but positive. And then I have a, a category of undecided. Okay. I wasn't sure how I think. So you might disagree with some of these. Feel free to make your case and your point. I would love to argue. Them. I hope we do have disagreements. Oh, boy. It's just like a board meeting. I can't <laughs> do it. Okay. First, the blah kits. Okay. Yep. Yep. So yep, under yep. the blah kits, I included... The Nashville kit, mm-hmm. the uh, FC Cincinnati kit, mm-hmm. the, the FC Dallas, Houston Dynamo, LA Galaxy, Charlotte FC, and uh, St. Louis. Mm. St. Louis City. St. Louis City. So first let me say um, just a few things about these jump around. Nashville's is fine. It's fine. I, I like the blue with it. I like that they have a feature where you can buy a, you can personalize it with a patch from your neighborhood in Nashville. That's cool. And then apply it. That's kind of a cool feature. Uh, Cincy, it's called like the paint kit or something. Okay. I don't know. There, I have something to say about yes, it. Okay. two of these. So Cincy and St. Louis 
both had like this we left a blank canvas for you to customize your kit to your life because because we're a, a town full of artists and creative people and the fans are amazing and it's like oh it's just a white but then, t-shirt yeah then in the ads they like don't show anybody customizing it and like i want to see these things filthy yeah i want to see them splatter painted tie-dyed you know, if you're spending 160 bucks on a on a shirt, you're also not going to be like, I'm, I'm going to see what I can do with this. <laughs> there is one part in the St. Louis ad where they had a local guy from like a pizza place or like a sauce joint. And it was like, the red sauce is the best or something. <laughs> and I kind of like that because I have pasta sauce on red all sauce of my <laughs> shirts. Now, I will say like with a lot of. So many kits nowadays, there's a lot of focus on details. Mm-hmm. There's the inscriptions on the inside collar, on the back, on the bottom, along the sleeve. And those all seem high quality with Adidas. But this definitely to me seems like a grouping where I almost imagine this may not be the case, that the teams go into the Adidas headquarters and they're offered three packages. Oh. Like, you want to spend this much, this much, or this much. And I think this was like... A little above base. We're mm. spending a little above base. I do like the detail on the on the on the piping for Cincy. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's like you can. Really the piping's say it. nice. Uh, FC Dallas, I think, always just has the worst kits. It's called like the Afterburners kit. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm like, oh, like oh. heartburn. Oh. <laughs> it just looks like made to go in a discount bin at like yeah. a Marshalls or something. It's not the worst. It's not the. I am disappointed with 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 St. Louis because. They have a great atmosphere. I think it's they their secondary kit. Interesting, though. yeah. And that, and then uh, anyway. anyway, and the the Charlotte one. Yeah, it's like supposed it. to be the Blue Ridge Mountains, but it doesn't look like that to me. No, and it would, to really get that across, they hung it over a painting of the mountains, and it still just doesn't, doesn't look, look like the Blue Ridge Mountains. <laughs> so, so again, close. like any year, you know, there's a lot of tension on the piping, and, and I'm sure on you know young fit athletes, these will look great, but they're you know they're fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Now, these aren't all the ones I thought are good. Just the ones that are like, okay, these yeah, are more, yeah. good. I liked Austin's because it was like old off-white baseball tee. Mm-hmm. And that compared with their kind of launch of it and everything. It seemed very Austin. Even in this picture, it's on the wood panel it's, wall. Well, it's supposed to be an homage to the armadillo. Yes, which is on venue. the bottom. Yeah. yeah. So that's nice. And it is also a secondary, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. It, yeah, that's that suits me just fine for a secondary kit. It's nice. Yeah. I like it. I would wear that. Paired back color palettes. Nice. Both New York teams. I liked what they released um, with Adidas. I really like the Red Bull. I was. Uh, I don't know if I could wear that, but I think if you're gonna go bold, it reminds me of an Afcon kit. Ah, yes. I, whenever I see one like this, I'm like, it reminds me of Tony the Tiger, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Well, Some, Tony the Tiger won't be the only cartoon character reference today. Just no, a little, little preview. Not necessarily a bad thing. This Red Bull kit is not for me. I prefer last year's, but last year's, I remember you hated. I did. Yeah. That was like that like yellow, like dusty. No tie-dye this year. Did you notice that? Yeah, that's and no, no splatter paint. No tie-dye or splatter paint. Uh. And, like, oh. and then um, this uh, uh, NYCFC one, apparently from the ad, you're supposed to go clubbing in it. Looks oh. great under black lights. Oh, that's weird. It's like a 24-7 kit. You're oh. supposed to wear it 24-7. <laughs> just don't bathe. Oh. I just like the the smart use of complementary colors to yeah. add some. I agree. 
And it's like uh, a, that orange, just enough of the orange and the black, I think is nice without going over. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, 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 it's good. I think under my category of the, these were good. Yeah. Yeah. That they, I, I think that the NYCFC one does evoke the place for me and that's good. So you researched all the, the stories. I watched all the videos, all the videos. What were the stories? Oh, okay. this? Give yes. us, give us the narrative. Well, the NYCFC one is a bunch of like, it feels like an ad for like, rum or vodka or something like but like a cool brand right and so like the young like you know not even young millennials but like gen zers are out there in the city streets after dark (laughs) and they're like under black lights and they're like at diners and they're like in baggy jeans it's the bridge and tunnel kit it's all (laughs) (laughs) like eating chips (laughs) Eating chips. (laughs) Oh my God, eating chips. I don't actually remember. I don't, I can't verify that they're eating chips, but in my mind they're eating chips. Um, But yeah, it felt like an ad for like a cool spirit or alcohol. Um, The the armadillo kit from Austin, Matthew McConaughey is the voiceover and he's talking about the venue. And then they do like interviews with crusty old, like Austin celebrities. And I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I don't think they got Willie though. Uh, but it definitely, it was like, I was like, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. They hit, they hit. Um, and then the Red Bull one was like based on the history of the club neighborhood legacy. And I was like, I don't know if I get this one in terms of the story. Yeah, is it supposed to be tied in with the Metro Stars? I don't. Um, but I couldn't. I couldn't place. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Um, but speaking of history, there was kind of a subcategory this year of the throwback uh-huh. and kind of honoring passing, especially to the teams that existed pre MLS. Mm-hmm. Um, and so highlighted here are some of them. Not there. All of these weren't pre MLS, but. Um, the Quakes went with their kind of original logo. You know and what is, I'm going to say. Our, is this their secondary kit uh, as well? Oh, please, I would imagine please it would be. hold. Oh, I don't know if it's their secondary or their primary, is, yeah. but I'm. It's for a vintage kit, it's really weird to have a really modern logo advertising the cloud <laughs> on the vintage kit because it immediately you're like... <laughs> you know, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't think this existed in 50 I'm years ago. I'm waiting for a club to... Um, kind of break the structure of the central band branding. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at NBA jerseys where they just limit the, the sponsor is kind of like a patch. It's mm-hmm. like the badge. And then the rest of the Jersey, so I think they have shoulder and chest patches, but the rest of the Jersey is a team. It's a right balance. I feel so many, I say this all the time, but so many of these designs are just so thrown off by, yeah. uh, Especially when you have these healthcare companies like mm-hmm. Orlando's. Well, uh, I will say Orlando, uh, at least it has the name of the city. It's true. Orlando <laughs> Health in Orlando. So you're like, oh, yes, yeah, Orlando. So Orlando, and this is also kind of a, a throwback to their history. And it has an, an, um, that three-headed line crest, which is not their normal mm-hmm. uh, badge. It also is kind of baseball-y with the little button. That's true. Yeah. It is true. And I like the bright colors. This almost made my meh, list like fine, but it since it was kind of a throwback. When I looked at it, I was like, meh. and then I looked at it, and I the was details like, were nice. Oh, oh, okay, okay. And then I looked at yeah. it, and I was like, okay, yeah, okay. And then uh, Vancouver again, throwback. Vancouver and and the Quakes 
Were they both uh, NASL or um, we should check out? We should check that out. Yeah. But this is both of their 50th. Mm-hmm. Uh, anniversary. And I believe, is it also the Sounders 50th? Yes, it's also the Sounders 50th. And the Sounders are also unveiling their new crest design, which, as you know, I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of. I'm, they I'm went okay for with the stripes, but then they have some callbacks on uh, the details, like the Orca, which I love. <laughs> yes. Um, and actually, I'd, I'd say strong kit this year, you know. Yeah, I agree. It's a good one. This was one of my favorites of the year was this Seattle Sounders one. The I like the 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 slow shift away from neon green. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just slightly toned soft down. Green. I like it with the blue. Mm-hmm. I like that transitional darker green color on the stripes. It reminds me a little bit of why I like the man United away kit this year. Yes. Yeah. There's a certain simplicity yeah. to that. I do like the story with the quakes has the players working at a fast food restaurant, <laughs> but it kind of has that like, <laughs> You know, that um, California mm-hmm. lazy summer vibe, yeah. I guess. Lazy summer. Except it's all tech bros over there. Yeah. Um, and then also look at this. This story, I clearly understand this story. People in Portland like to smoke weed. <laughs> that is, I know I know it's, it's it tied in with the nature conservancy and about the beautiful nature surrounding. But if you look at kind of the... Uh, Instagram filtered video they release and, and as an example of one of the models they showed and really how they just tried to display these, these needles. This is, this is, I think the first weed branded kit. Yeah. They could have just swapped out some of those pine cones for like marijuana leaves. You you would never even notice. You wouldn't blink an eye. That's all I see. Yeah. That's all I see coming out of like the armpits. Yes. (laughs) When I look at this, I'm like, you know what? I like it. And then I think there would be a pine needles coming out of my armpits. (laughs) This is a, a stoner classic. <laughs> uh, the ad for this did feel like a um, Portland Travel Bureau It did, ad. except it was on a cloudy day, and it was kind of like, I don't know if I really want to go to that beach on this day. It looked kind of cold. No, you people know? don't <laughs> go to the, those Pacific Northwest <laughs> beaches to swim. They go there to contemplate. Mm, and to smoke weed. Yeah. Yeah, which would be perfect activity in this kit um now the fire now I, let me say i bring this in because mm-hmm. um it is it is the team i support and mm-hmm. this was a big change so i put it more in here to talk about it for a minute sure because this was a big move to return back to red after the club tried to steer away from this identity much uh much against the wishes of the fans um so this is the first red kit um, since I think 2019, maybe 2019. Yeah. That's what Alan so said on our last in five in five seasons. And it's similar to a lot of past ones where you have a broad white central stripe, the new kit sponsor Carvana. Um, and then having seen this up close, there are some nice details like mm-hmm. the, um, banding on top and bottom of the central white stripe is raised and it has like an embroidered feel that is nice for in an age where everyone's just doing digital prints. Yes, it has it the whole kit has a lot of tactile quality yeah. to it. Um and also the badge is printed in a way uh, that has that very replicated of an embroidered badge. They have the embroidered star and even the details around the collar, the banding and the way I include that picture you can see in the top right of Shaq. It's kind of nice how the shoulder uh or the sleeve lines line up with the chest, mm-hmm. 
across. So I think it's 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 pretty good. Yeah, I, I think I like it. I like it because it ties in with the history of the club. I, I think it's tastefully done, but nothing really groundbreaking. They didn't try to, and I think that was the intent. Like they have to get fans the fire back who on their really side. got burned for doing a radical redesign. Yeah. I think it is about really investing in the history this year mm-hmm. and like really working on that atmosphere. So I was happy with it. Again, 165 bucks is, is a lot a to lot. Work for a lot sure, but um, I do like it. I mm-hmm. like it. I don't know if I like it as much as other people seem to be liking it, which is a lot. Like when we put out our Instagram poll, oh, people, people were love it. Yeah. overwhelmingly like it's perfect, mm-hmm. like this, that. And I'm like, oh, I see why. I see. Well, it's classic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think when you see a lot of other kits that are trying different things that just seem one off and not tied to any history or, or logic. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, that's good. Yeah. So it was exciting. It's, I'm, it's good. I and think my, I favorite... think people are excited about the, that team this year too. So mm-hmm. I think that that also falls into it. My favorite thing about it is definitely that it is not a digital print of stripes and that it yes. is an actual sewn thing. Well, that, those details, I, and again, this is the only one I've seen in person, so I'm sure that this is true in a lot of other ones, but a lot of the details and the, the stitching and the piping and the lines, it, it does have that tactile quality. Yeah. So I think that they really invested in this. Um, and I look forward to seeing it win all those cups we talked about. Mm. <laughs> now, although I have to say for me, when I think which one would I wear... Um, or which one has got the most style. I, once again, for me, I think it was LAFC with their new kit sponsor, BMO, with a lot of gold. They went very Italian. It's very good. Yeah, it is very good. It's very good. And that that BMO is on some other kits we'll look at in a minute where it doesn't look quite as classy. <laughs> this, is, this is not only did LA win for me for like, oh, that is undeniably quality. It just Design. looks. It looks like luxurious. It looks L.A. They also won for best video, and <laughs> you've probably seen this. This I is, did see this one. Will Farrell is the equipment manager for LAFC, and you just know that they gave him a prompt and he rolled with it. Yeah, and they ended up producing the best video, and it's like it's not fair. It's not fair that they just have him on call. <laughs> They're like, like, hey, can you come do a promo thing? He's like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I feel like he's just bored. You know, he's like a multimillionaire. Like he just shows up at things, Ugh. DJing his son's frat parties, going to LAFC he's games, having a good time. I do like this. That the uh, those pancakes look good. <laughs> those pancakes do look good. <laughs> but the, this is a one where every so often the the sponsor logo kind of works well. So that large gold BMO medallion kind of works on there. Mm-hmm. Um, it does. So very nice. Um, and now on to the bad. So I mentioned the other BMO uh, sponsor teams. That would be Montreal <laughs> and Toronto. Just phoning it in. Talk uh, about digital prints. Like, I don't know if the teams are just rebuilding in that. They definitely went with the, the cheap package yeah, they, when they, they showed up at Adidas. This is, uh, I mean, Toronto's is just awful. There's some weird gray shadow prints on there. I like that. I like the old crest or the old style crest, but that's about it. That's in Montreal. The story behind this one is that the Toronto is like their global kit. 
And I I didn't c- quite understand what they meant by that. Mm. And I think it was one of those, another one of those things where they left it blank on purpose so that it could be all things to all people. Yeah. Um, but part of that is using their non-primary crest. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it looks like, it looks, it looks like a youth league generic yeah. Jersey, as does Montreal. Um, Montreal's video I couldn't understand because it was in French. <laughs> and then two teams, uh, Kansas City and Philadelphia, decided it would be a good visual reference to create a pattern that appeared to suggest their players were run over by a truck. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I don't, I, I'm sure that the uh, union one's supposed to be snakeskin. Is that right? Uh, <laughs> Hold on. It's in Roman numerals. 15 kit. So it's an anniversary kit too. Yeah, this is an anniversary kit and it's supposed to, the center stripe is like big for them. So this is like their new interpretation of a center stripe. But yeah, it kind of looks tread. It looks like a bike tire tread. You're right. They just got run over. And yeah. then same with Kansas City. <laughs> Kansas just City. Like, that's the diamonds is apparently a big thing for them. And their video was Bond themed. This was I diamonds feel like are forever. <laughs> Um, Minnesota is still pushing kind of like this, like astrophotography theme, hippie North Northern woods thing that to me, I, it's fun. I don't know why anyone would want to wear it. We already talked about Atlanta's, um, uh, what's his name? The Eagle, Sam Eagle from Sam the Muppets. Eagle from the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Now this is not their primary kit though, is it? I think it might be. Oh my I didn't gosh. even make notes for Atlanta because I was like, we talked about Sam Eagle. Mm. Yeah. And then Miami's kit, which I don't like. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it. That no. um, that cruise line anchor is just so heavy. But I was looking at that, um, and it was really interesting. And I was like, why does that look so odd when Messi's wearing it? And because it because looks it's just, just his like face. his face. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't tell me that that's not the reason they did it. That's just Messi's face. That's how all in on Messi they are. Wow. And I would be curious to see if they actually altered any of the dimensions of their logo to match and make it look like Messi because it totally looks it like looks, Messi. It does. You're onto something here. I like this conspiracy theory. Oh my gosh. But the, the all central from the Adidas to the Miami to the spot, it's just too much. And then anchors have visual weight, people. Yeah, it points straight down. It's just... They should have gone with, like, made the anchor a dark pink so that it blended in more. Well... If they have to use it, you know? I'm sure it will still sell, but their last year's was so popular. This seems like a real... And last year's had, like, the little polo collar, Mm -hmm. which was kind of nice on a just plain pink thing. This... Yeah, this isn't as good. And really, they only had to have a really good one for, like, three years. That's right. Because that's when people. Well, are that's the buy problem them. with changing them every year now. You know what I mean? Why can't you stick with it? Yeah. I know one team who doesn't want to stick with their kits, <laughs> and this is the Columbus Crew, uh, with their universally panned. It's, I'll call it the Charlie Brown kit. It's the Charlie Brown kit after the icon, the footballing icon, Charlie Brown. <laughs> I don't. He's the holiday <laughs> athlete we all aspire to be. This is why you need people older than thirty in the design room, <laughs> like, oh, wait, there's a cartoon character I remember watching that has this shirt. I don't see how they didn't see it. Maybe they did, and maybe everyone in the room is just honestly a really big Charlie Brown fan. Maybe. I, I think that 
um, so this a yellow, which is identical to Charlie, Charlie Brown's Brown, yellow. It's Charlie Brown yellow. With a zigzag black line across the middle. And then, of course, their logo is a C, which this is just Charlie Brown. further emphasizes. And it's a C that points in the same direction and shape as Charlie Brown's nose, which is also pretty funny. I can't... I have rarely seen, like, something where there's just a suggestion of similarity and then been completely unable to... To not just see that. Mm -hmm. That's all I see with this. And when I see the players in it, it looks like they're in Halloween costumes. <laughs> I think that like 50 years from now in MLS, the nickname that the crew will have will be the Blockheads. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's their only choice. Like lean into it. Yeah. I think they could have a lot of fun. I think they should totally own this because yeah. there's no escaping it. And they should get celebrity sponsor Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> to dress up like Snoopy. <laughs> Snoop Dogg doesn't do celebrity sponsorships, does he? I've never seen him in anything. He, <laughs> <laughs> My friends have a Snoop on the stoop instead of an elf on a show. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's really the only way to get over this. Just just go hard. And mm -hmm. then when, and then like you said, you in know a few only... years, people will be like, why is Charlie Brown synonymous with the Columbus crew? And it's like, well... Because we had a design deadline. <laughs> <laughs> if they had gone for the polo collar instead of the um, oh, the crew collar, well, that would have year. really um, sealed the deal there. Yeah. Um, but they could have even just used like Google search, like snapped a picture of it. And like, dear Google, is there anything that looks like this out there? It'd be so cute if they play in black shorts and yellow socks. They do have black shorts. It's insane. Gonna, they uh, just look like costume. I, I can't remember the color of their socks, but. Oh, well, they can switch that to yellow if they haven't the, already. Columbus is such a. And they'll shape their heads. It's such a mystery because uh, obviously the champions, um, very good team. The fans create great atmosphere. Mm -hmm. um, as a fire fan, I don't enjoy playing them, but I give them respect. But it's like. They had a great kit and a great crest, and then they swapped it out for what we've already agreed is the ugliest crest in MLS. And now it seems like they're going for that distinction in the jerseys, too, it's... in the kits. I don't get it. And then there was these three where I was undecided ah, yes. for MLS. So, yes, like, yes, yes. I think they have the attempt and expense of mm -hmm. the good kits, but I just wasn't quite sure where they landed. What do you think? So this is Colorado. Yeah, this is Colorado Rapids. The Revolution and Real Salt Lake. Um, this is from the Revolution. This is, I actually really do like this kit. Okay. But it's called the Tea Party Kit, the Boston Tea Party Kit. I can't figure out why it's called the Boston Tea Party Kit. And when I looked it up on the MLS website, all I found was a paragraph about the history of the Boston Tea Party. Just because Boston. Just because Boston. Just, just the intern... Doing this summary, it was like, let me just copy and paste the Wikipedia article on the Boston, the Boston Tea, Party Tea Party and put it on this because I didn't know what it was. This kit is a reminder that the Boston Tea Party was a thing. <laughs> that happened in 1773 <laughs> when the people put tea into the bay to protest taxation without representation. Literally, word for word. What if the, uh, what if the little quote on the inside collar accidentally still had the like... Um, Prompt like what? What, what is, is the Boston, Boston Tea Party? party? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and then let's see. On the left here, who is this again? Colorado. So Colorado I kind like of has like a 
a wavy checkerboard. I like the Colorado one. I like it. With the maroon with the light blue trimming and then a faux collar. So it's designed to look like there is a little collar, but I think it's just on there. Yeah, I do like it. I decided I like that one. And then Real Salt Lake is like a um, bad redone um, Barcelona kit. They just got like, there's the mountain range on there, but the ridges... Uh, come down like right where the nipples go. <laughs> so it's just arrows. And it's I'm like, the, uh, we all saw like it's going with the angry nipple look. This year. <laughs> like, yeah, That's because it's always so cold in Real Salt Lake. You know, everyone's got those hard nips when they're playing. Right <laughs> <laughs> just like Charlie Brown, they got to lean into it. Not uh-huh. too hard though, because it could hurt when yeah. it gets that cold. Oh my gosh. So that's that. It's off my list for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. So. So these are the, the, the multitude of kids. But I was thinking more broadly about uh, kids in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, why is it such a phenomenon? Like, I, I understand for a long history in football, uh, teams would just wear different colors. They're just differentiating themselves. They didn't even have badges, a lot of them, till like on their jerseys until 20th century. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams started wearing them. And I think... At that point, they were such an image of the actual player that anyone who could get a kit, it was desirable, right? Because it was so tied in with the actual game. Mm, that makes sense. But now they're mass produced. Um, they have these big logos on it. They're so expensive. What do you account for their popularity? Isn't it an excuse for boys to play with clothes? <laughs> I mean, I do think, I, yeah. I think that is part of it. Yeah. And not just boys, I think. Well, I would be people. curious to see the breakdown in sales, um, but it is a way to play with clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. That's allowed. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think there's a, I, people don't wear fancy things every day anymore. Yeah. Right. And so like when I, today I put on a good kit, <laughs> I decided to come wearing a good kit. When yeah. We're talking about kids. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to dress this up today. Mm-hmm. And I put on my mock neck underneath. Because I was like, that's fashion. That is fashion. Yeah. And and like, I wouldn't just, I probably wouldn't just go out with the kit on with jeans hmm. because it's fancy. It's okay, got it's feathers nice. on it. It's got it's peacock feathers. Silken, right? So I don't know. And I think there is something there's about, a dress up thing. There is an extravagance to it that's not allowed in normal dress know, or yeah. people don't allow themselves yeah. to wear. I would never buy a peacock t-shirt. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if that, because I was equating it to sneaker culture as oh, well, oh. where where I think there's a similar thing where, again, I would guess, if I had to guess, majority of men dive hard into it and there is kind of a celebration and allowance to, to be pretty flamboyant with mm. some of these shoes, pretty expressive. But it's still within the framework of a brand or a sport, so that makes it safe, right? Yeah. It's still like... It's still masculine. It's still sport based, um, but I do think a lot of it is that desire to to have something to play with color, to have something distinctive, to stand out. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder how that evolves. You already, you know, you see a lot of people do their own redesigns, their own rebrands yeah. of kits. Uh, but like I met a gentleman this last week who had made his own fire hat, and kind of to what the clubs were saying they want people to do with their kits. I would love if the fans just started to make their own clothing based on the teams. You know, why this, why, why this overly branded element? I don't know. Yeah. Well, how do you feel when you wear a kit? 
I'm not one who wears them that often. Like I'll wear them for sometimes when we do this show or when I go to a game. It's not something I wear about. I um, see a lot at the gym. Yeah, because the cross purpose. But then the flip is a really well-designed kit is actually not always great to work out in because it's got like heavy <laughs> bad driver. But it is like a stylish, it can be. But then if, do you really want to get your kit sweaty? Yeah. Also, there's a lot of armpit chafing. Yeah. Yeah. I find that the cut of kits are not flattering to an older man's body as they are a young athlete's body. I've heard that from older men. And I don't know, I have no, no evidence if that's true or not. Um, so, but I do enjoy, I do enjoy wearing the colors and crest of my club. I love that. Like I am buying into this, this group, mm -hmm. this, this tribal activity. I do, I think that that's what I react most to as a style thing. I've bought kits before because I think they're cool and then I try to make them work and it just doesn't, I can't get past the, the sense that it is just this shirt, this branded shirt. I don't know. But it's evolved past that, right? There's that whole, uh, there's that whole page of, of beyond the pitch or something like that. That's just purely fashion of people in fashion wearing kits. You look at like the Italian kits we talk about a lot. Yeah. That's moved way beyond sport, right? Well, I think... I, yeah, I've, there, there's something to me about the material of it where I'm like, yeah, I could see pairing that in these types of ways. Um, that's so much more than throwing on a jeans and a t-shirt. Mm -hmm. So I think there is the opportunity there beyond the like tribalism of this is my team that mm -hmm. I support. There's the, oh, look at, look at how cool this looks to play dress up. Yeah. I guess I would just want... I love when when fans take things and make it their own and creative things kind of come up. I'd love to see that start to more manifest through clothing as mm, well yeah. um, and take some of that ownership back. Um, Spill some red sauce on that kid. <laughs> yeah, get some, get some red sauce on that St. Louis kid. But there is something funny about all of like these like smaller, like Midwestern, more like non-coastal cities mm -hmm. all kind of had the same video where they're like, it's the people that make the city oh. unique. And it's like, well, of course, yes, <laughs> that's one of the things. But also that's that's yeah, I noticed that as well. But I think that is just a, a, a broader sports trope. Like, isn't that the Wrexham trope? Isn't that like so many English is like. The, the factories left, everyone wrote us off, but the people are stronger and beyond that. And we are the embodiment of that. And there's something, there is something very moving about that narrative because I think everyone has an internal narrative that I'm not, I don't have what I should, mm. or I don't, you know, I mean, like I'm, no one understands how great I am. That's just me. I tell myself that over and over again. I just rock back and That's forth. That's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Not, not, not to an, a, a crazy extent, but I think it does align with an internal dialogue that, that people have of maybe not being recognized or respected. So I think that's maybe why it's always picked up. But I agree it is a little... I think a little too, too much. It's the pace. It the, should be more like Portland. Like we smoke weed in the yeah. woods. <laughs> Tap into that one thing that really makes you unique. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think too. Like in Chicago, we had a fire that destroyed most of the yeah. city. <laughs> Actually, the Chicago fires was kind of more individual because I think it was really fan oriented. Yeah. And the history and legacy of the club. Um, but I think one thing that's happening now too is the types of ways people tell stories. And I don't know if they had the same production team on many of these, but um, mm-hmm. like it is with everything now where there are buckets and there's the bucket that this is the package that is the launching point for whatever you're telling your story. Right. But you're right. Then there's just the package and it rings, it rings less true with different cities. So, well, I would say the other issue is in MLS and in American sport and American culture in general, because there is always a recreation of identity as branding there is a ignorance of or white washing over true histories that could be built to to build that club and yeah. and i think because it's a it's a picking and choosing right um but as we mentioned last week there are teams starting to get a little older and histories of any organization and community are complex mm-hmm. And so it becomes more difficult to apply the type of package you're talking about. I think like in Chicago, why there was so many issues when they tried to just come in and rebrand like it was a new club is like, no, there, there is history here. Mm-hmm. You did not just buy an organization. You are the steward of a community that already exists. And so it, I think as we go forward, MLS is going to find that more and more because all these groups are kind of forming their own history. So like say Columbus does run with this Snoopy thing the the crew can't do anything with it because of copyright and trademark, but you know the people I mean? can, but the people could. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it, it will be an interesting way how that evolves. And I think that's something that's outside of sport is, is more broadly needed because I think the same type of branding is thrown on consumers now. Like I see that with everything you're exposed to, you see a brand option for you laid Mm. out. So it's really hard to not be like, well, I'm choosing brand B or brand A or brand C. Yeah, this is me. I identify with brand B. It's it's about, it's so much now it's about what brand you identify with. And maybe we need to let it just with these clubs and just everyday life, let it get a little messier and, and based on where you are on a kind of a more somber note related to that, because I was thinking about this this week, I think as, as everybody was, I was thinking about the shooting at the Kansas city super bowl parade on so many levels. One of just, just this terrifying cycle that we as Americans have trapped ourselves in that is, um, I think conscious or continually anxious presence in all of our lives. But the other, my concern is here we are recording days afterwards and it's largely fallen from conversation. Yeah. And my sense is that that organization and the NFL will do their best to wash that from the history. And I was thinking about that in context of, uh, Hillsborough or other disasters in football, hmm. where 
there was a desire after some of these tragic stadium events for clubs and leagues to blame it on hooligans, to push it to the side. But the fans wouldn't let them. And the fans folded even those dark histories into the narrative of their communities and now still continue to honor and respect that moment. And I think it, it built a lot of strength around those communities. So I'm curious, not only is it kind of a flattening of, of expression by providing these preformed identities and caps, when you don't allow expressions of loss or mourning or grief or confusion to also exist in that community just because it happens to be a sports team, um, it's going to come all across as inauthentic. So I'm curious to watch what the fans of that team do and what we all do really in reaction to it. But I don't think it should be brushed under. Do you know what I mean? That mm -hmm. is... Um, that is as big of that organization's story this year as Taylor Swift or the Super Bowl is that numerous children, just like that happened in stampedes and soccer stadiums around the world, were injured. Someone died while celebrating and honoring that team. So what is the responsibility of that community to honor that and to prevent it going forward? Because a lot of the changes that now happen at stadiums were because of the fans, because... Mm in football stadiums where people were crushed in archaic kind of penned in supporter sections, the stadium owners wanted to blame it on drunk fans. It was the fans who pointed out, this is not a safe place to have these events with this many people. So I think that the fans also need to say in this instance, this is not a safe culture uh, to, to live in, to bring my kids to gather in large spaces. So not to go dark, but I think it is it is out there, right? And yeah. Kansas City is one of the teams we're talking about, and I'm sure it's going to be on the minds of all those players and fans as well. Um, so, so that's interesting to see how 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 do fan bases also navigate that because there is a controlling aspect about these narratives that are put on top. Kids are cool. Those are great. <laughs> great thoughts. Well, that that's just goes with what we always say, how you can't separate the lighter side of football or sports from yeah. the reality of living in the world Absolutely. today or in history. So yeah, yeah, those are good thoughts. Oh, well, so we'll be, we had, we were going to do our next section of Chicago soccer history, but there's so much of it. We had to give ourselves one more week. So we'll be back with that soon. We also had this breaking news with kit week. Kit Week. Is it really breaking news? You didn't see it coming? It was a real surprise to you. <laughs> well, I guess not. Well, it is news that has broken. Yes. I'm sorry. It's not unforeseen. Such a jerk. Gosh. We really got to work. Really you really hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> you really crossed the line. <laughs> that comment you made about the Kit Week, you really crossed the line. <laughs> And you don't even know what Cruz uses Messi's face as their logo. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be in that boardroom where they're like, holy shit, our logo is Messi's face. We have to sponsor Inter-Miami. <laughs> Do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? <laughs> is anybody else seeing this? They Whoa. had their meeting in Portland. <laughs> <laughs>
And they were not looking at a picture of Messi. They were just looking at their hand. <laughs> Do you see this? Do you see that? I love the woods, by the way. I love the woods. Well, so that's our really, um, I guess we do an unsolicited and underinformed pod every week covering the week of uh, football. And that was kind of our unsolicited and underinformed take on all these kits. And I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, you should check us out on all the socials at the Footy Museum mm-hmm. and go to our website, thefootymuseum.com mm-hmm. um, and just hang out outside of the museum. Um, Are you sure you want that? I mean, it's a, it's a giant public place. You know, it's thousands and thousands of square feet. Okay. Yeah. But you won't find the address anywhere. Subscribe to our podcast wherever podcasts are found or on YouTube. You can watch us as we... You really should watch us because we talk about visual things. We do. And we will talk to you soon about the story of football. The story of football. The soccer kind. <laughs>